Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and rolling, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Check your iPhone, better say it's our time. I don't even need a watch. I don't even see a clock. Soon as I walk in, it feels like me a clock. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Titties! Welcome to the NXT Rundown. I am your host, Ginger, and as you heard, the man returning to the NXT Rundown after a long hiatus, the big stick, Jason, is here. Sir, how the hell have you been? The prodigal son of the Rundown Wrestling Network has returned. Um, although, not that long. I think I was on like two weeks ago. Um, and then last week I would have been on, but you told me to fuck off and stay home by myself. So, because you, you wanted to do a solo episode, I guess. And, oh, well, God uh, forbid you fucking take a night to spend with your family. Have time to jerk off or something, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yes, no, I am back this week. Uh, at, at least for a brief stopover, because... Though, uh, though some tournaments are over, there are other tournaments we are yet to begin, but uh, we're getting towards the end, at least. Um, so, I am back for this week. Nice. Welcome back. For Appreciate this week. it. <laughs> for this yeah, week. Well, see what we can do going forward. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, hey, God forbid being a parent, you know. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> well, it's been a while. It has. What else besides baseball? Anything cool? Uh, you know, lots of baseball stuff. Uh, we unfortunately failed to get out of pool play in our in the uh, Little League World Series tournament. So, mm-hmm. um, son of a bitch, we lost. So we ended up tied with two other teams, and we lost. We were the odd team out based on runs allowed by one run. Oh. So, of course, then you start looking back at, like, every fucking extra run that you let score that you didn't have to let score and be like, motherfucker, if we had just, like, so. But we did, uh, we did, we did, you know, we, we played hard. Uh, it just wasn't our year, I guess. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, uh, had an interest. You're, you're a gamer, so you'll appreciate this. Yep. Uh, yesterday, was it yesterday? Yes, yesterday, I had come downstairs to my home office, as it were. And um, 
usually while I'm working, I'm like streaming something. It's, I think I mentioned it's been NCIS lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I'm done for the day, I usually just kick off the Netflix, leave the PlayStation running, and head upstairs. Uh-oh. This is PS4. Um, my, my son's old PS4. So I come downstairs yesterday, and I'm like, Here's, it, it sounds like something's dripping downstairs. And I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? And I'm like, it, it sounds like it's coming from behind the TV. So I go look behind the TV, there's no water or anything. And then I realize it's like a beep, 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 coming from the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is that? So then I start looking, and I can't get it. So I turn the PlayStation on, like the TV on, so the PlayStation comes up. And right there, big uh, fucking box. Your database has been corrupted. Please restart the oh. PlayStation. And I'm like, motherfucker. So oh. it won't let me even control anything. So I ended up having to pull the pl- power cord. Yeah. So I try to boot back up. It won't come up. I'm like, all right. So uh, hard drive, I think, is corrupted. So I ended up having to order another hard drive, which just arrived today. So I'm going to try to copy the old one to the new one as much as possible and see if I can do a database repair without having to do a full reinstall. But oh. uh, we'll see. But, you know, if nothing else, now I've got my entire PlayStation on a solid-state drive, so there are worse things, I guess. Yeah, but at the same time, that still sucks because that's your, like, background noise for when you're working or... Yeah, I was able to hook up to PS3. It's it's a little shittier for some of the apps, the streaming apps, yeah. but it, it, you know, got the job done for yesterday, so... Yeah. Damn, that's that's the equivalent of the Ring of Death for the Xbox 360. Uh, but uh, yeah, other than that, I uh, turned a year older this week, and uh, yeah, well, just living the dream, man. What are you up to, 35? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. And Ginger, if you're interested, I have discovered that uh, as of today, so for 10 bucks, you can send Sonny a dick pic, and she will rate your dick for you. That's all in Troy. That's, I feel like she copied that gimmick from us. Rate that dick was our game long before Sonny. Well, Sonny was still in jail. So <laughs> you don't you don't hear me running around saying she pooted. No, I don't do that shit. I don't copy and steal from other people. Rate that dick is a rundown wrestling original. Dude, rate that rate that dick has been around for like a good ten to twelve years now. On the rundown wrestling network? No, on uh, adult. Uh, let's say uh, Cam. What are they? Cam, are you, are you trying to shit. insinuate that rate that dick was not my original creation? Correct. Well, you can fuck off too then. <laughs> Sorry, brother, brother. You know? Anyway. So, uh, what's new you, in your world, you sir? Can't, you can't win them all. Um, uh, my dad has gone up to the races for till I think, Monday he's gone. So There you go. Uh, I mean, it's not like he bothers us anyway, but... Oops. When you've been fucking forcing him to live upstairs in his room, from what I heard. So. Well, I, I didn't force him. It was to- <laughs> it was 100% his choice to split the house. Uh, he pretty much... Fi- we, we pretty much finished the deck that is going from his old bedroom, which is now going to be his living room, uh, all the way down. Uh, that's pretty much done. We just got to set up the gate for the dogs. And then... Um, 
Yeah, we're we're getting there slowly but surely. Nice. And then uh, used the pool today, which was nice because it was humid as hell, and it I didn't freeze my balls off. There you go. Uh, last weekend I went in, it was 60 degrees in that pool. Ooh. <laughs> a little cold in the balls there, but uh, well, today, it's funny because you were uh, you were talking the other day about all the rain and shit, and I'm mm-hmm. sitting there going, "Try it. It's been the weirdest phenomenon the entire season because it doesn't rain all day, and then at like five o'clock when we're supposed to start getting ready to play baseball, that's when it starts raining, and it rains till nine o'clock, and then it stops. <laughs> so it only seems to rain during the window of time we'll be playing, and it's been that way for like two fucking weeks. Yeah. We had in one of uh tournaments we run in town here got pushed back an entire fucking week basically because oh. it rained every night at one run so. like legit like we had a pretty shitty summer last year and now rain is ruining new england summer yeah. this year yeah it's... and my grass doesn't even look good like you would think at least, at least the benefit of that would be hey your grass will look good. no my grass still looks like shit so <laughs> well maybe you should cut it i mean that'll probably help right i did finally cut the grass so that uh, that did happen Oh, well, that's good. You, I keep you trying to time to cut problem. your grass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, tomorrow it's going to hit 90 is the high. Yeah. And then, oh, hey, look at that. Saturday at 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. rain. Oh, well, imagine that. <laughs> Unfucking believable. Don't look up Sunday and Monday either. Um. Uh, so- <laughs> One thing I did mention since the last time I've been on, uh, I actually made my return to the world of live wrestling shows uh, with APW. Uh, we did our first ever show on Fight uh, just a few weeks back, and my first show, sorry, second show back since the pandemic, uh, first show sort of in a more loosened, uh, relaxed atmosphere in yeah. terms of uh, restrictions and stuff, but... Um, yeah, I mean, the show was great. The guys and girls worked their asses off. We got great feedback from the people at Fight. Uh, apparently had some some good uh, good numbers. So, um, yeah, everything was great. I, for our first time out, definitely had some hiccups. I'm sure Derek probably told you about some of those. Uh, um, no, no. <laughs> okay. Nope. Okay. Um, but, no, I, I, for the most part, everything ran smooth. I had a new uh, broadcast partner, Drew Polarski. Um, we worked, I, you know, this guy I'd known for a while, so I, I recommended him to them and we worked pretty well together. It's, it takes a while to find sort of your niche with a, with a broadcast partner, but I felt yeah. like by the end of the night we had sort of hit a hit a bit of a stride and only going to get better from there. Um, but all things considered fantastic, uh, fantastic experience. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be perfect the first time no. when you're going no. live. No, but uh, for the feedback we got, like I said, was mm, yeah. genuinely very, very positive. I think you did see some of that, right? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, so, um, um, so genuinely very positive, and uh, you know, like I said, only room to get better from there. Yeah, once they get bigger, then I'll come back. <laughs> you fucking bandwagon bitch. <laughs> hey, listen, motherfucker, I've been with that fucking business since day one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, I, I did read some of the things that were said by Fight, and they were very pleased, so I'm looking forward... They particularly forward. put me over, I'm just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, did. <laughs> they did. It's true. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, no, I'm definitely excited to see where this brings APW. I mean, it's, that, that, it's a pretty big deal when you go from... A pandemic and not really sure if you're gonna be 
coming back to, hey, we got to deal with Fight TV. It's like, well, I mean, when you think about it, there was legitimately a time during the pandemic where we thought Mike was Mike was done. Oh yeah, and everybody wasn't sure what was going to happen, and yep. and now here we are, probably in a better position than we've ever been. Yep. Um, the only real negative, if you want to call it that, to the evening, and we did a little. Uh, Derek and, and filling time for the live crowd before we went live on fight was just running around sort of interviewing uh, Adam and, and Drew and myself. And I said it there and I'll say it here. Um, the only real sort of downer to the night was that uh, Big Woody wasn't there to be a part of it because yep. um, nobody was APW more than Big Woody was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure – he was looking down on us and telling me to shut the fuck up and stop talking about him. But, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it, it was a little bit, there, there was definitely a uh, Woody-sized hole in the evening. But, um, you know, I'm sure he was somewhere watching over things with a with a smile on his face and telling me to shut the fuck up. So, oh, of course. You know. <laughs> I tell everyone to stay the fuck out of the kitchen. Yep, stay the fuck out of that kitchen, man. I saw people feel the wrath, and it was not a good wrath. Oh, no. <laughs> the worst I think I ever saw, and I'm not going to call out the talent because he is still a talent that works around other companies right now, mm-hmm. um, showed up at an APW show. Now, I've had people ask me this, like especially new young guys, like, hey, like if I have a T-shirt that has another company's logo on oh. it, is that okay? Oh, now, generally, and, and I don't know how you feel about this, generally my approach to it is, yeah, wear whatever the fuck you want to wear to the show, but do not let yourself be caught on camera for one company wearing another company's shirt. Uh, this individual went out during intermission in a shirt for another company and was on the broadcast, and that person was uh, told in some very colorful and... Uh, <laughs> not very kind words to never fucking do that again so i'm sure you remember who i'm talking about oh yeah and and you know it's it's more of a respect thing too in that aspect it's like you're you're booked for this company you're yes we might work with other companies sometimes to kind of figure shit out but don't go promoting their company at our show I never, honestly, I mean, like, I don't I'll get offended by it, but I never really understood the logic behind it. It's like, am I supposed to be impressed that you worked for this other company? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, dude, just throw on a fucking regular shirt. It's not like you don't need to advertise for, like, I, well, I'm a big fucking deal because I worked for this promotion. No, I, I mean, sure, whatever, whatever makes you happy, dude, whatever gets you hard. But I don't know, didn't, didn't, didn't do anything for me. I don't no. get offended by it, which is pretty much what I tell people. Like I said, for the most part, keep it off camera. You'll be fine. Wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. But yeah. if you're going out on camera, don't fucking do that no. shit. Guys. No, 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 no. No, that's a that's a big no, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, congratulations to the people in the back of APW, and uh, I wish I was there. Uh, but they think- were picking on me all fucking night. Danny Miles and his like band of merry men and shit. Oh yeah, They're all up on my shit all fucking night. Him and Elias, like every time I, they were trying to fuck with me all night. Well, they gotta fuck with somebody since I'm not there. I guess, but uh, <laughs> actually, folks, if you are interested, you can still go over to Fight. Check out Atlantic Pro Wrestling on Fight. Search for them. You'll find uh, we have an event up there that's for free. Uh, I was not on that one. We'll have our last event up there, um, which is oh my goodness, uh, New Dawn. 
is yes. the event I'm referring to that yeah. we were at. Uh, and then coming up, I think it's actually next weekend. We'll be there. We'll be back in Newburyport for um, Summer Smash, Super Summer Smash. So, uh, is that, is big that things happening. No, that's that's yes. not the name of it. They, they changed the name. Oh, Summer Dreams. That's Summer right. Dreams. Yeah, it's not Super that's Summer Smash it's anymore, it's which I'm fucking pissed about. Right. Love that name. That might be the next event, actually. Might be August. Okay, if they keep it, I okay. Might be why I'm getting confused. If they keep it, I'm fine with that. But if they completely ditch Super Summer Smash, motherfucker. But uh, yeah, go up on <laughs> Fight TV, search for Atlantic Pro Wrestling, find out, you know, check out all the stuff we got. Help support us. Help support myself. Adam is the ring announcer over there, so uh, you'll be helping a lot of the guys from the Rundown Network. And at some point when we get big enough, apparently Ginger's coming back too. So and, and also, uh, APW is known for having a lot of top New England talent as well. And the way NXT I mean, or WWE as is... We, hold on. As we talk, you say that. Let's let's just quickly... I mean, you're talking Tommaso Ciampa yep. you know, from NXT. You're talking Brian Malonis from yep. Ring of Honor. You're talking... Um, I mean, we booked, uh, I, Ivar's uh, been there. I was going to say yeah, Ivar. Yeah. Ivar's been there. Um, so it's, it's, it's Anthony Green, uh, AG... You know, right. Christian Casanova, exactly. Um, so, uh, we say we, Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Couldn't think but, of his name yeah, for a second. <laughs> we have been fortunate to have so many very incredibly talented uh, men and women come through those doors. And for my money, still the best unsigned female talent in, in the country. And Mr. Spelmont yeah. uh, is a regular. 100%. Um, and Chris Statlander's been through there. Yep. Um, I mean, literally, it's a, it's a who's who. Ace Austin. I could go on Bear Bronson. I could go on all day. Uh, but we've been very, very fortunate to work with a lot of the top top talent, and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's where you see the stars of tomorrow today, and it's it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Good sell. I want I want good fucking sell. money for this fucking advertising. Good spieling right there, man. You right? <laughs> right. That was all. That shit was, was all off the top of my head, Mike. I want a couple extra zeros in my check, sir. But I mean, it's, it's, Adam's all the zeros in the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take Adam's zeros and yes. Adam to Jason's. Yes, yeah. I want to double the zeros that Adam gets. <laughs> but uh, it, it is true though; we're not even bullshitting. Like you see these no. people in mm-hmm. ABW pass through either in a storyline or mm-hmm. you know every once in a while they'll pop in. It's not like, and, and that's not even all of them. That's just oh, that's just the, that's a very small number. Right. Yeah. So. R.J. Brewer, uh, John uh, Walters from uh, Ring of Honor. T-Bar. Yeah, yeah. Dominic Dijakovic was yeah. a, a Yugoslavian nobleman at one yes, point. Yes, he was. I go, you go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much on my, uh, it on my end. And uh, I, I, think, um, I think we're going to... Head on over to the a news section, sir. What do we got? All right. Well, I don't remember. I don't think you guys covered this on the rundown, but we're going to talk about it anyway because uh, frequent topic here on the Rundown Wrestling Network and known piece of shit. Michael Elgin was once again arrested, this time for violating a protective order as his ex-fiance alleged multiple instances of abuse. Uh, his name came up during the Speaking Out movement last year. 
uh, when he was accused by multiple women of inappropriate sexual behavior. Those allegations were in addition to a 2017 schedule uh, scandal uh, where he was said to have mishandled a reported sexual assault by a wrestler working for his independent promotion. Uh, and that led to his exit from Impact Wrestling, where he was a pretty big deal at the time. Uh, he has, uh, according to um, WrestlingNews.com, he was arrested in Illinois on June 29th and charged with violation of a protective order. The order was filed in May by his ex-fiance, who left her home the month before because she'd suffered sexual, mental, emotional, and verbal abuse from him. Uh, the order and the police incident report from June 15th uh, allege a pattern of abusive and manipulative behavior throughout the relationship. Uh, the ex spoke to the site, telling them that he violated the order more than 60 times before he was arrested, which if this is the, just a case of the cops saying, ah, oh, it's not a big deal, just get out of here, uh, then fuck them. But hopefully it was a case where she didn't call it in or you know, he was gone by the time the cops got there. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen that go both ways, so I'm a little curious when I see something like that. Um, so she also apparently was speaking to them in order to help others avoid the abuse she suffered. Um, she said, I respect everyone's sexuality, but it should be noted that men and women are people. Uh, he goes after not only women. The warning is for everyone, not just for women. He used threats of suicide many times after I left. A couple of girls have reached out to me since I left and told me the same stories. Uh, as his ex-wife Rachel can tell you, he's as well. He's continuing to threaten suicide as a manipulation tactic. Um, so... 60 yeah. times? Yes. 60 times he violated the order before finally getting arrested for it. So we've talked... I know I know you haven't always been familiar with sort of the stories and, and stuff behind the Michael mm -hmm. Elgin stuff, as you've mentioned on the show. Uh, <clears throat> so now you've got some details. Uh, Want to hop aboard that Michael Elgin's a piece of shit train now, Ginger? Uh, he is a piece of shit. <laughs> um... Like I said, though, 60 fucking times, dude. Yep. That is an outlandish number for that. Like, that's like, I'm trying to, th this, that's, that's like top-notch stupidity. But at the same time, if she allowed that to happen and not call the cops, then it's I, like, I, well, I, mean, I don't know, but the impression I got there was that it was not her choice. Well, if it's not her choice, you fucking contact somebody, uh, another fucking department of police. Right, but but that's what I'm saying. I've sort of, I mean, I don't know about you. I'm sure I've, you've had interactions with people, but I've seen those cases where it's like the cops show up and they're like, all right, well, we don't want to do the paperwork. Just get out of here. Get away from her. You've got a court order. You can't come near her, blah, blah, blah. But at the same and, time, 60 times? Well, again, let's see. <laughs> She's saying it 60 times, Ginger. Here's the thing. If the cops show up and just say, hey, get the fuck out of here, oftentimes it's not a report. So the next cops that go out there don't know that, hey, we were out here five times last week, uh, and they'll just continue that cycle of, you know, just get the fuck out of here. So that's why it's very important that the cops act when these things are violated. That's what I mean, though. After, at the second time, you figure the cops would be like, hey, you're under arrest. But it's not. But, but, but that's the problem is that the cops that came the second time didn't know that the cops that came the first time. Well, no, no, time no I'm talking there. about if, 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 if the same officer came in. Yeah, it's very rarely the same ones, unfortunately. Well, I but. mean, it depends on where you live. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where she lives. She might live in a small town. She could live in a big-ass city. Who knows? But yeah. Yeah. still, like, cops should be reporting that shit. Yeah. Because what happens 
if they send him off the first time and God forbid and, he does it the second time and he hurts her or even right. something worse. And to be fair, we don't know for sure that's what's happening. That's, that's just true. sort of speculation. We shouldn't be should be very clear. We're not, you know, shitting on any law enforcement institution in particular. We're just saying that that is a pattern I have seen in my personal yeah, life. In that in circumstance, of, that's how we're right. Talking. So that's all I'm saying. If that if that is what happens, yeah, then that's that's not a good look. But if not, at the same time, and she didn't call the cops, that's kind of like, what, what What? are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it, we don't know the true story of it, whether the cops were called or not called. Like, you figured after, like, if, on the, on the other hand, if it happened twice, she would have called the cops on him and be like, all right, this dude's fucking doing this shit. I'm done. Get him out of my hair. Yep. Got it. Wow, that's a fucking wild story, dude. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you might hear another wild story, Ginger, but with a little less shittiness to it. Well, I guess it depends on your viewpoint. But okay. uh, reports came out today that uh, your favorite, Goldberg, is actually going to be returning once again to World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, it's been suggested that Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley might be uh, set to square off at SummerSlam. However, it seems like the Beast Incarnate will not be on hand. And with Roman Reigns already planning to defend the Universal title against John Cena and Edge lined up for a match with Seth Rollins, as we saw sort of started on SmackDown last week, uh, WWE Champion Bobby Lashley doesn't have an obvious uh, foil for that event. Uh, so... With Goldberg, with uh, Lesnar not willing to make the trip, enter Bill Goldberg, and that is the plan right now for Lashley at SummerSlam, one on one with Bill Goldberg. Um, he has his current WWE contract, for which he is still signed, uh, which which you know he stays signed, getting paid a bunch of money. Well, AG got released because he was too good. But anyway, uh, Goldberg's deal causes calls for him to have two matches a year. Uh, and he did already wrestle Drew McIntyre once the Royal Rumble, so it sounds like this might be his last appearance for the year. But uh, what do you think, Ginger? Are you down for Goldberg and Lashley at SummerSlam? No. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up, no. Why why am I not shocked about that? Like, what the fuck? Why? So you can have fucking two moves in the match? Literally, like, this is... So, so, so you say that, and I don't necessarily disagree that the quality of the match isn't going to be great. But um, as you continue to build up Bobby Lashley as a top top level heel main eventer, a win over Goldberg isn't the worst thing for him to have. Oh, Goldberg's winning that. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, Lashley's had the belt too long. They'll call it for SummerSlam. Oh, I don't, well, we're assuming Lashley's going to have the belt by SummerSlam. That's still a little something that remains to be seen after this coming Sunday. True. But still, I don't want to see that fucking match. I don't want to see Bill <laughs> Goldberg on my television. Like, yeah, and, and I brought this up on that. our fucking chat, too. It's like, they wonder why people are tuning out. Like, it's like, dude, you keep bringing in these old guys. And it, don't get me wrong, it's they might get a ratings pop, but like... The people that, and we say this all the time when this shit happens, the people have been busting their ass, especially through the uh, the pandemic era, going in there, risking getting infected, but yet you're going to have Bill Goldberg come in 
and fucking. Well, so you say that, but the guys who were doing that are Umberto Carrillo. You want to put Umberto Carrillo versus Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam and see what the buy rate looks like? If you know, got, there is still in the right storyline. Yeah, you do still have to have people who are a draw, and you know, for better or for worse, whether you like what he does or not, Bill Goldberg is still a draw. I fucking hate it. I'm sure you do, and I don't necessarily disagree with you in terms of the quality of what we're going to get in the ring. But, you know, from the business standpoint, it's not a bad move. All right, so um, under or over five minutes? Under. Under? By a lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, why don't we do this? Uh, under or over three minutes? Is that including entrances? No, that's bell to bell. Bell to bell. Um Oh, jeez. I'm going over. I'm going to go over because I'm going to say they're going to fuck around on the outside for a little bit, similar to what they did with uh, Lesnar Lesnar at Mania. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay. All right. And and much like AEW, the referees just won't count while they're out there for three minutes. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I don't think the referees will be lifting anyone's shoulder up for them when they get clearly concussed and can't do it. Concussion Central on wrestling later. Oh, More on that yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so recently released, Buddy Murphy did an interview uh, with Chris Van Vliet recently where he discussed his romantic relationship angle with 19-year-old Aaliyah Mysterio. Oh, God. Um, first time he's actually spoken out about this, he says, quote, I wasn't comfortable kissing Aaliyah. I did that because it was my job and it was going to create more drama in the story. Originally, there was no kiss scripted. Uh, the producers went and asked uh, and talked to Vince about something. They came back, they pitched it to me, but it was kind of weird. They'd say, and then you kiss her. I start laughing and go, fuck off. But then <laughs> they're like, no, we're serious. I look at the other producer and he was like, yep, nodding his head. I'm like, no way. How did you come back with this? My whole thing was I had to play it very carefully. I said to them, I'm not going to express feelings to her. I can't pursue her. She has to pursue me. This was because of the age difference. You don't make it any easier when you use my birthday as the message. So now you've given them, the, you've given the fans the information on how old is he? How old is she? What? I think them saying happy birthday basically just outed that. I wasn't comfortable with it. But they didn't help with the situation. I'm like, what does she think about it? Uh, They go, she's cool with it. I'm like, what? They went to her first. I thought she was going to shoot it down. So then when I go, what about Ray? They say, they're they're okay with it. I'm like, well, if they're okay with it, I can't be the one that goes whatever. I was very blunt with them. I can't pursue her. If I do, I'm a creep. I'm a pedo, as people say on the Internet. (laughs) If she goes for me, she's an empowered woman that knows what she wants. Hashtag double standard. Uh, I think they sold her on a Hollywood-esque style kiss. I'm not in Hollywood. What is Hollywood-style kiss? They explain the camera shots. We're on live TV. You can't do these behind-the-head camera shots. There's eight cameras on you. Who knows which one they're going to shoot on you. And if there's a gap, the whole thing is done. Seth was nervous about it because the whole storyline rides on this one kiss. I'm uncomfortable, and she's new. We're out there and about to cut the promo, and I said to her, this needs to look good. If you have any second minds, I'm giving you the green light. Do whatever you want. It's 100% you. Do what you need to do. This needs to look good. It all looked it looked great. The aftermath wasn't great for me, but we were both adults. <laughs> we were both acting. 
we gave each other a high five after, and that was it. So when he says, obviously, the aftermath wasn't great, he's talking about the, the comments on Twitter that came out after that moment. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, is there more of a whiter person thing to do than a high five after kissing somebody? I mean, I have no comment. <laughs> but, like... Oh, we're going to talk about how white you are later, Ginger. Trust me. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, look at me. I'm a fucking ginger, dude. I'm pale. Um, well, all right. So I hated that storyline from the beginning. I think I made that apparent. Nobody hated it more than John Venrick, though. Let's be honest. True. True. Um, I think I was second running in that. Uh, so, you see, how do you... I, I wouldn't be able I, I don't even know like the thought of that like Rey Mysterio's daughter 19 years old and how old is Buddy Murphy? Uh, it was like 35 32 35 somewhere in that range 16 year difference there well he said 13 so it's gonna be younger than that then alright so so he's 32 uh, at the time let me see just talk for a minute okay yeah so it's 32, yes. Okay. Good math. So, why would... I, I don't understand why they would be like, oh, let's put a kiss in here. Like, if, if the storyline was she had to pursue him, which yeah. he stated about ten times. Right. Why, why put that in there? Why not have her kiss him? I think that's what they did. Is it? believe so. I couldn't remember if he kissed her or she kissed him. No, I believe she went up to him and kissed him. Uh, I still hate it. I've tried to scrub some of that from my memory, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah. Oh, you had to bring it back up, huh? <laughs> Can I just tell you, actually, as a sidebar here, uh, last couple of weeks, because of all the tournament stuff and whatever, uh, I have not only not been on WWE Rundown, I haven't actually even watched Raw. I've watched SmackDown. I have not watched Raw the last two weeks in a row, and it has been the happiest two weeks of my life. I'm a happier person. I'm genuinely in less of a shitty mood. Like, I advise this for anybody <laughs> suffering from anger issues that is listening to this, that watches Raw every week. Just stop watching Raw. It is the best medicine for you. Uh... Riddle has been the most entertaining thing. And you can watch that on the YouTube clip. Yep. 100%. Uh, yeah, I, the, the storyline was junk. Uh, yeah. I, I wish there was more to sink my teeth into on this, but I didn't really care for that fucking storyline. Mm. So, Well, <laughs> speaking of things that are junk, uh, and speaking of WWE Rundown, you guys had a discussion on that show this week about who would be the final female to compete in the Money in the Bank match. Uh -huh. You guys had some great ideas, like Dewdrop competing on behalf of Eva Marie. I think one of you mentioned the idea of Sonya Deville. I think somebody talked about maybe an NXT call-up. Yep. Um, so we did find out today who the final woman in the Money in the Bank ladder match is going to be in Ginger. Hold on to your underwear. It's Tamina. You can't just shake your hands on an audio podcast. Awful. <laughs> Tamina. Nobody Mina. Then Tamina. They actually um, broke that fucking one back out on, on SmackDown this week. Unfucking believable. 
This would have been a great spot for Shotzi or Tegan to make their debut as a singles competitor. And it's then a, maybe... Sh- it's a Shotzi and Knox. Sorry. Shotzi. Which, by the way, how quick do people forget Noxy Blackheart? We fucking... They, they teamed together before. People act like they were never a team. Before fucking Tegan got injured, she was teaming with Shotzi. On this very show, we named them Noxy Blackheart. So, yeah. it was a thing. Yep, it was. But... People want to just shit all over it, so. But no, yeah. like, like I was saying though, it would have been a, even a guest spot from NXT would have been perfect. Send now, what fucking... if they put Bill Goldberg in that match? How would you feel about it? Oh my God, I would, <laughs> I would just turn the TV off and then. What? If, but what if they put Bill Goldberg in the match and he speared the shit out of Naomi? Oh, hmm. <laughs> Give me spear her through the barricade and I'm okay with it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, for those of you keeping score at home, the final tally we're going to have in the Money in the Bank women's match this year, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Naomi, uh, Nikki Ash, Natalia, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Tamina. Um, one thing I will disagree with you guys on is you guys all said Zelina Vega has, there's nothing there for her to win it. To me, she's the perfect person to carry around a money in the bank briefcase. She can talk, she can get that shit over in her promo, yeah. and she is the perfect sort of chicken shit heel to cash in when a heel, when a face has gotten the shit kicked out of him like a Bianca Belair, uh, very similar to Carmella. True. So, you weren't on on Tuesday, obviously. Uh, who yep. are you picking? Uh, now that we know the entire field, I, I'm still sort of back and forth between a few. Um, I'm going to agree with you guys that if I had my pick, if I was doing the booking, uh, I would go with Liv Morgan. Uh, I, I think it's going to be Zelina Vega. I really do. Huh. Interesting. That's good. It's not a bad pick. I mean, if you like said, I said Tamina. I just, oh. So, so my, when, whenever we go into Money in the Bank predictions, my money is always on the heel to carry the briefcase just because – I think heels are better, and I think the Money in the Bank cash-in is better suited to a heel character. Oh, yeah. Um, if if it's going to be a face character, it's typically the one where you're going to do the same night cash-in to get the huge pop. Mm-hmm. And like you guys have mentioned, they've done that way too much with the women later. So I think we're going to have a woman carry it. I think she's going to carry it for a while. And I think it's going to be Zelina Vega. That's, that's just my guess. Okay. Gut feeling. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, so fuck that. Tamina's in there. That's unbelievable. What the fuck? I mean, Tamina can't even do a super kick off flat ground. What the fuck is she going to do a spot with a ladder? She's going to do a splash off the second rung. Oh, God. (laughs) Unreal. What else we got? Fuck her. All right. Uh, No, thanks. I'm going to pass. News started breaking today. uh, NXT UK had been promoting... Big time, the rematch between Walter and Ilya Dragunov for the NXT United Kingdom title that was supposed to take place on the July 22nd episode of NXT UK. However, unfortunately, WWE posted the following message on Twitter today. WWE medical staff has confirmed NXT UK champion Walter has suffered a severe injury to his left hand and has been deemed unfit to compete for his scheduled rematch with Ilya Dragunov. Uh, And then the story developing... Um, you know, this sort of reeks of a work to me, um, particularly because they made it a point to say it was his left hand, which is his chopping hand. Okay, so this just popped in my head. 
his match with Ciampa, maybe Ciampa did something to it, and it, it he just kind of let it rest, but then something yeah. actually fucking happened to it recently. Well, I mean, he hit Ciampa hard enough with it to pin him, so... Oh, my God. <laughs> just despicable. But, no, I, I mean, Ciampa did fucking beat the shit out of his hand. I mean, it, yeah. I know it's kind of a weird body part to body, body part to work but at the same time maybe Ciampa really fucking caught him a few times like maybe was like learn how to work instead of doing fucking chops could be could be a little message sent yeah or maybe one of those chops was particularly stiff and it was a little receipt action yeah hey who knows alright well one more quick note uh <laughs> so one Chelsea Green debuted on <laughs> Ring of Honor this past weekend, uh, and then today confirmed on Instagram she has broken her wrist for the third time. This must be her and Tegan Knox are in a battle for most unlucky female wrestler in the world. I think. Uh, I think I'd go Chelsea Green. Well, I mean, Chelsea Green's uh, a broken wrist. I think is probably easier. There's not much rehab involved than a torn ACL. So uh, yes, but as for like luck scenario, I would still put Chelsea because if you think about it, right, three debuts, three broken limbs, same one, same one, same one, all three times, and it's it cost her her job in WWE. She was called up. That was her main roster debut. She was going to get a Broke. big push, according to the reports. She was supposed to be in the Money in the Bank match last year, I believe. Yep. Um, got the uh, got the match, got injured, and didn't get back before she uh, got released. What does she do? Is she, like, flicking the taco too hard or something and, like, softening it up? I was going to go with maybe uh, some sort of brittle bone disease, but... Uh, I like mine better. Um... But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that, that sad piece of news is uh, where we're going to end the news desk for this oh, week. Oh, my God. Sorry, my cat just, like, ate something random off the floor, and I was trying to get it out of its mouth. No. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, if that's going to feel free it. to edit that cat thing right out of there if you want to, I suppose. Yeah, it's fine. I'll leave it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just like you left it in the cat's mouth. Raw audio is better. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the NXT Rundown. We get a recap of the Great American Brat Bash from last week. Uh, in the build-up to our main event for this evening, Johnny Gargano versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. We go to, <clears throat> excuse me, the CWC, and we are starting things off with Ember Poon taking on Dakota Kai. Chain, or Dakota is also with Dakota. Uh, with <laughs> my, my first note is Ember Ember Moon is out because what the fuck else are you going to do with her now? <sighs> Kid took her fucking partner away from her, so yeah. yeah. Chain to start. Both women. Kick it, uh, kicking for position, no. Looking for position. Uh, jocking for position is what I meant to fucking put. Uh, big face wash gets a two for Kai. Pump kick by Kai, stuffing Poon right in the fucking face. 
stuffing poon. You got to come up with a better better phrase for that. What um, do you mean? That's perfect for <laughs> this network. Couple things right off the bat that, sure. that I, I caught um, before I even got to before we even got to that point. Right at the beginning, uh, Vic mentions that Shotzi had her contract selected by SmackDown, so we are straight up on some MLB minor league bullshit now, huh? It's like you can they can just randomly select your contract and call you up anytime they want to. Well, I will say at least they addressed it. Yeah, sure. Except later on. Why didn't they just select someone else's contract instead of making a trade for that person? <laughs> There's not a lot of consistency here, Ginger, within the same episode. Um, <laughs> next on commentary, Beth said that Ember's Law means exacting revenge tenfold for the wrongs done upon her. So Ember's Law has finally been explained a year later by somebody who wasn't Ember. Well, they don't want to give her the fucking mic again. <laughs> How the fuck long have we been saying, what the fuck is Ember's Law? She keeps saying it and never explaining it. So Beth Phoenix, I guess, went, you know what? Hold my beer. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to take care of this one for you, big girl. Jesus. Uh, how about that pump kick? Ooh. Uh, yeah, that was that was, that was was not, that was, yeah. Stipsky. Stip. Uh, there was also that point where uh, Ember was on her knees and Dakota delivered that short super kick. Mm. That was pretty stiff. Uh, and I particularly noticed it because Vic called it a scissor kick. Oh, God damn it, Vic. You know, a fucking scissor kick. Nope, it's not a scissor kick, Vic. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what a scissor kick is, uh, it was that kick Booker T used to deliver. Yeah, an, uh, an a scissor kick. kick or an axe kick, yes. Right, it's the same move, it's just different names. Yeah. Unbelievable. That guy is... Oh, my God. Do your research, Vic. Oh, God. I actually tweeted at him this week. Oh, yeah? What did you say? Good job on commentary, you fuck. He said something like, uh, running down how, how great the show was, and said, what could possibly happen next? And I said something like, you could learn these, the names of the signature move of the talent, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be asking too much. Did anybody like your comment? Because I don't think so. I haven't looked. Well, what? I'll, I'll go check. If Hold nobody on. liked that comment, everybody that retweeted or commented themselves doesn't deserve the goodness of this world let me see what I wrote uh we get a tope by Poon and Kai fucking nope no likes no retweets wow I feel bad I feel like I'm gonna do that right now for you retweet that retweet that. that comment uh and Kai hits the boards really fucking hard and she she kind of had this look on her face like oh fuck that kind of fucking hurt. Uh, Kai then gets a little a little a little, a little offense and then Poon's fire ending an almost botched springboard turning cross body for a two. Kai hits a reverse cross. Okay so okay so again now before you get there sure. Um, at one point Ember's in a straight jacket. Uh, Dakota goes for a kick Moon catches her leg and the counter there goes horribly wrong they both fall over uh, Moon for her part at least turned it into a cover uh, got a two and Vic says nice counter and I'm sitting here thinking like the one time you could have gotten away with saying unique counter and you didn't fucking use it <laughs> the one time 
Oh my god, he's. And then uh, Ember hit a uh, hit a pump kick, neck breaker, butterfly suplex combo that looked very mm. smooth. I really liked that. Okay. Um, Kai then hits a. I don't even know what to call the move. I just call the reverse crossroads. I guess it was a crossroads. She just took it. She took it a little more. No, no, no. Because she sent her the opposite way. She didn't turn with it. She went the opposite way with it. Yeah. She just spun her out. Yeah, it's sort of like how Natalia does a fucking sharpshooter but hooks the wrong legs up. She went for a crossroads. She just did it wrong. Very wrong. (laughs) Like, and Poon. Moon. Moon for her part sold the shit out of it though. Oh yeah. I feel she kind of oversold it a little bit, but it was a good falsy. I, I don't know that it would have looked as bad if Kai had done it right, too. Yeah. Uh, big Frankensteiner off the top by Poon gets a close two. And then a slight distraction by Raquel on the apron, and Kai takes advantage and hits the rope-assisted GTK. So, so you say slight distraction from Raquel. Did you hear what she was yelling? No. She kept looking at Ember and yelling, You're nothing without Shotzi! Oh. So, <laughs> Brilliant! Yes. Uh, and that's all she wrote for this match. Dakota Kai is your winner. You know, before we get to the after the match yeah. stuff, um, you guys talked about it after um, In Your House, uh, Takeover In Your House, where she took on Raquel. Um you know, we know about her limitations as far as a promo, but you almost forget how good Ember can actually be in the mm-hmm. ring. Yep. And I thought these two have great chemistry. They've worked together a lot, obviously. I really enjoyed this match. This exceeded uh, the, any expectations I had when I saw they were they were working each other again. I felt it was right on to where I thought it was going to be. It was a good yeah, match. No, um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, pretty good storytelling in the match, and yeah. I, I thought they did a really good job. And like you said, they've worked together so much that... They probably just go out there and just call it live and like let's have, let's have some fun. Yeah, that's what they do. All right, so go ahead and describe this part because I want to see how much of the stuff I caught that you caught. All right, the concussionator comes out, Zia Lee, <laughs> uh, and she comes out and basically challenges Raquel for the women's NXT championship. Uh, Raquel then accepts the match. So okay, right off the bat here. Uh, Zaya tells Raquel that she is standing in the way of her destiny. Um, Raquel says, oh, you mean this, and she pulls the belt up, uh, and then she says, any time, but I hope you show up this time. So for those of you who forget, last November, Raquel and Zaya were supposed to have a match. Zaya didn't show up. Boa came out to apologize. This was when Zaya was being oh, initiated into right. TN Shaw. Uh, Boa came out to apologize and got the shit kicked out of him. So when she said, I hope you show up this time, that was such an amazing throwback to that. Yeah. NXT's pretty good about that shit. And I love that Zia Lee continues to get pushed harder after recklessly injuring people. Oh, my God, dude. I don't, I don't understand it. But, but did you catch the best part of this? Uh, probably not because I already went through my notes for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> As the lights go out and Zaya, they come back on and it's Zaya and she sort of storms her way to the ring. Uh, as she's getting in the ring, Dakota steps up like thinking Zaya was coming to confront her. Mm-hmm. And then Zaya blows right past her and gets in Raquel's face. And if you watch Dakota in the background, she's like completely pissed off and giving dirty looks to both of them. Like, 
so beautifully planting seeds that if you if you didn't pay attention if you didn't notice it you wouldn't think twice about it but at some point once that turn happens that's one of those things that we're going to go back they're going to show a highlight clip of like her feeling like she was disrespected Hmm. it was really well done really well done like that shit uh next up we got ikimon jury and you skipped something i did yeah, there was a Diamond Mine promo in there. I thought that was later. Nope. Oh, wait, did I? I thought Ikimon that... was after the Diamond Mine. Uh, no, it was before. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it definitely was. Because At least not on the version I watched. On All right, well, maybe... <laughs> <laughs> I've recorded on USA, so maybe they flip-flopped them. Maybe. Maybe, so Peacock has the specific rights to... The airing of it, maybe? I don't know. Uh, yeah, he just cuts a promo in his native and talking about the breakout tournament. Uh, and then we get Diamond Mine. Oh, dude, no, you missed the best part of that promo. Oh, God. Because they're, because now Ikiman's doing this in English, but his English is sort of broken, so they have little subtitles under it where he's talking. Okay. And at one point, he says, don't let my good looks fool you. I will still kick your ass. But the subtitle says, I will still kick your butt. <laughs> Which I just loved. I thought that was great. Ugh. So apparently, uh, uh, ass is Japanese for butt. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so then... Diamond Mine is here to eat some dinner time. Malcolm Bivens says there will be an open challenge tonight, and Roderick, it, he points to Roderick Strong. Uh, Bobby Fish then appears and says, challenge accepted, thinking it's going to be Roderick. Biv- Bivens then peps up and says, uh-uh-uh-uh, nope. Tonight, you'll be taking on Tyler Rust. Fish says, when I'm done with him, I want you next. Now, what he says was, you can all get it. It doesn't matter who's first, which I thought was great. I, I don't understand what, what his heat with Roderick Strong is. I don't quite either, because they were both sort of like the orphaned children in the Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly breakup. Yeah. Um, I guess the only thing I can think of is maybe Fish is bitter that Roddy's like running with a new crew and didn't invite him, or, you know, I don't know, maybe that's what it is, or... Roddy didn't call him up while he was injured to check on him. You know, those stupid wrestling tropes that we go back to any time something like this happens. But, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a little weird in that regard. I know, it's kind of like, wait, wait these guys used to be friends. And they've sort of, they sort of, uh, Bivens, before we got even to that point, sort of uh, delineated the roles within Diamond Mine. Oh, yes. So Hachiman is the, the trainer, apparently. Uh, the, the workhorse is Roddy Strong, and the... Uh, uh, what is the word he used? The, uh, the student is Tyler Rust. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought Bivens did a pretty good job with that. I will say yeah, Bivens can talk. Oh, we could talk him into the building for sure. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think they got a really good mouthpiece for him because for them because if Roddy was your talker, he'd be calling everybody dorks and idiots. Like, which is not bad. I'm not. No, it, it's gold. But, but it doesn't necessarily work for this gimmick. Exactly. So I, I think they went down the right path with Bivens on this one. Yeah. And that's coming along a long way from Malcolm Bisquick. Uh, 
let's see. Uh, next up, we go to L.A. Knight. And he's talking on the cell phone. He says, his butler is late. The doorbell rings. Knight says, not good being your fir- being oh. late on your first day. Grimes, before I had my money, I had my word. He says, our... What the fuck? Uh, out of my way so I can go to the broom. Yeah. But first, Knight wants to give him a makeover. At first, personally, I thought they were shaving his beard and cutting his hair. Yeah, I was going to be pissed. I was like, dude, no, you, you can't do that. Like, no. please don't do that. No. Uh, but I almost wonder if that's where we go at the end of... Maybe. Um, but that did not happen. Uh, he's got his hair slicked back and a ponytail... And dressed to the nines, and he's dressed exactly like a fucking butler. Uh, Grimes is actually pleased with his outfit, and while Knight thought he would be would have been upset, you're just upset because I make this look good. <laughs> yep. And there you go. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty much nailed everything. Uh, I like that they're sort of doing the thing where. Knight's going to try to drive him nuts, and it's just none of it's going to bother him, and that's going to make Knight insane instead. Yes. So I do like that. Uh, one more thing. When uh, they cut back after the Ikiman promo, um, they were at the desk, and uh, Beth said something like, don't let his good looks fool you. I'm sorry. He, she said something to the effect of, um, it's going to be his NXT TV debut, uh, to which I say I'm guessing that tag team match he had with AG on NXT just never happened. Yeah, nope. Now that he's released, I guess that match just wiped from... They, they gave it the full Chris Benoit treatment, I guess. <laughs> no, because they showed a clip of it. <laughs> they did. They, in shut his, up, Ginger. Shut, 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 shut up. It was his NXT TV debut. In his fucking... It's so bad that you say that because, like, I didn't catch Beth say that. And now I'm like, wait a minute. They showed him in the tag team match and AG <laughs> in the background. NXT TV <sighs> debut. Unfucking real. Or, I'm, I'm still so or, mad that they released or, him. Or, debut, as Matt Riddle would say. Debut. Diamond Mines. Tyler Rust is heading to the ring, and he's taking on Bobby Fish, who got yeah, they, the so, fucking jobber intro. So they come back. Well, hold, hold on. We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, but they come back from the, the L.A. Night Grimes thing. And they did that horrible thing where they cut back and Diamond Mine is like standing there waiting for their cue, awkwardly standing there. Oh, yeah. And then they come back and there's like this small delay and then they start walking to the ring as though they were naturally doing that before the cut came. It's just awful because it never looks natural. No. Edit that shit better, people. Seriously. Um, or but, just have them do the full fucking entrance. Right. You say Bobby Fish got the job wrench. No, no, no. Bobby Fish got worse than a jobber entrance because he got no announcement no music all he got was a lower third the announcer announced diamond mind and tyler rust didn't even say bobby fish on air unbelievable you sons of bitches they are really rushing through the entrances these days though i mean we'll talk about the main event even gargano's was cut short in the main event so time baby well, I mean, you know, uh, Cross's entrance takes so long, you got to save some time. Yeah, and you got to fucking, you know, have 50,000 backstage things going on, too. Right, yeah. Uh, Russ hits a back suplex almost immediately, getting the advantage of the match. Uh, I think Rust got a little stiff with Fish, 
with a snapmare back kick because Bobby Fish immediately got up and forearmed him right in the fucking jaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he immediately did exactly what Rust did to him with the snapmare kick to the back. Did you notice Rust kind of like turned his back a little bit to cushion the blow a little bit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, T-Bone suplex into the ropes by Fish, and Strong gets on the apron and causes... That's, that exploder into the ropes looked fucking gross. Oh, like, yeah. like great, That though. landing was not was not good. It didn't look good, at least. It was great. It looked fantastic. <laughs> uh, Strong gets on the apron and causes a distraction as Russ... Well, she thought that looked fantastic. Wait till we get to the women's match later on. Oh, yeah. As Russ hits the chop block and a buzzsaw kick for the win... Oh. Yeah, so that that Bobby Fish return isn't going well so far. Uh, not only did he get the jobber entrance, he lost in basically jobber time. So. And the fact that he was supposed to be feuding with Pete Dunne and Oni Larkin? Yep. Yep, no, nope, that's like, over. Come on. Uh, Diamond Mine gets in, the rest of them, and they surround Fish. But Kushida's music hits, and he comes in to help out, and Diamond Mine leaves the ring. Why do I get the feeling that Kushida, it's going to be Kushida and Fish, and then Fish is going to turn on him and join Diamond Mine? Why do yep. I just get that feeling? Yep. I mean, in, in reality, and I don't mean this negatively towards Bobby Fish, but I mean, what else do you do with Fish? You can't have him as a jobber at all. What in the fuck did you just do? I had an itch in my back, so I had to like rub up against oh, the wall, the okay. corner of the wall to scratch it. Uh, so, like I was saying, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to disrespect Bobby Fish, but like, what else do you do with him besides that type of scenario? I mean, there, there's the obvious Kyle O'Reilly thing, because they were the tag team. Yeah. Um, More on that we'll later, talk, we'll, too. Yeah, we'll talk about Kyle O'Reilly later. I'm not sure where we're going with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's... I could I could see him as, like, a North American contender, you know? Yeah. yeah. Is he, is he, could he be a cruiserweight? Not with the gut that he's got going no, right now. No, no, that's a definite no. Yeah, no. Nope. Um, but yeah, because I, 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 I thought about it, I was like, where, what do you, where do you go with Bobby Fish after this? And I mean, it's, it's just one of those questions that we may never get the answer to. Like, how much fish would Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Yeah, we will never know the answer to that question. I mean, we probably i'm sure he eats fish i mean the answer only exists in your mind it depends on how much fish you think bobby fish could fry (laughs) yeah um so we go to the back samoa joe approaches cross hitting a heavy bag and says i will be your official official this evening only two things i need you to know protect yourself at all times and second, obey my commands at all times. Do you understand? Do you understand, Cross? He then kicks the heavy bag and gets in Cross's face and asks, asks him again. Cross says, after I win this match, you will be the one being dealt with. Joe says, I'll take that as a yes, and walks away. 
Ugh, man. Pretty good. They've been teasing this for a while. Yeah, I like that they're doing like the legitimate sort of pre-match instructions by the officials because I'm sure that happens all the time. Well, yeah. Joe just wants to make sure that nobody's, you know, nobody's gonna get out of <laughs> hand. <laughs> uh, so Indy Hartwell is walking into the building. Beth Phoenix walks up to her and asks how things with her and Dexter went. Uh, she said. He was a total gentleman, and he just put me down when we got out back, and that was it. Beth says, I need to give you some advice. Sometimes you just need to go for it. And Beth walks away, and Indy just puts a little smirk on her face. I don't know why I didn't see this before. Like, I I saw it, but I didn't realize it. Indy Harwell is a fucking doll face, dude. She's good. Sort of has a, a, a face to me, like, similar to Billy Kay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Plus, some of the faces she made when she in those promos, man, where she was all horny for Loomis. Oh, we know you love horny, Andy. Oh, yeah. Love it. Next up, we get... And you believe she has an underrated ass, you said, right? I think both Troy and I said that, yeah. Okay. I have an underrated ask for you later. Okay. Uh, Gigi Dolan. Never underrated. It's a beautiful booty. Versus Saray. Handshake. Oh, we have a lot to talk about here. Okay, handshake to start the match. Saray attempts a headlock takeover, but just slams Gigi's head into the fucking mat. Well, hold on, hold on. Before we even get there, we show a video of Gigi Dolan backstage last oh, week yes. saying, well, you challenged Tony Storm, but since she's not answering, I'd love the competition. And Saray just goes, yes. Okay, thanks. Good talk. I, I don't see Saray lasting in NXT. So here's what I wrote, and, and I wrote this as she made her entrance. Saray is falling into the same trap as EO and Kyrie did, which is being pretty smiley, happy, good wrestler from Japan woman. Um, that leaves the fans with very little to connect to. Asuka, yep. uh, for example, came in as a fucking killer, and she excelled where the other two didn't connect to the fans until they did sort of a heel turn and developed more of a persona. And I feel like Saray's going down that same road. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, that so yeah, side that... headlock takeover where she dropped her on her fucking head. Oh. Uh, who do you put that on? Because <sighs> technically it's Gigi's job to get over for that. Yeah, but, but it's if also Saray, Saray doesn't pop her hips enough. And also matter... doesn't have the hold on. Right. So it looked like it was Saray to me, but I don't know. I, th- I think it was a mixture of both. Could be. Because, uh, I mean, that can happen. Timing's off, and this is exact the exact result of when that fucking happens. Uh, Mandy Rose then appears on the entranceway, and Jason is hot and bothered now. Jason's confused at this point. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all in anytime Mandy Rose is on TV, but... The fuck? The also, fuck? 
also, we couldn't do this in a backstage segment. We really need to interrupt these women's match for this. What was the backstage segment? No, no, we couldn't have just done it in a backstage segment. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, like her watching the TV? Or just, like, after this match, go backstage and she's standing there and somebody's like, hey, Mandy Rose, why are you here? And she just walks away. I don't know, like, there's plenty of ways to do this without, like, interrupting the women's match. Eh. Doesn't bother me that much. Because it's not your fucking match being interrupted. Because they both had to, like, stop in the middle of their match and stand there like idiots staring at Mandy Rose. Well, I think they were... What they were trying to look for was, okay, now both women are competing to impress Mandy Rose for whatever the fuck reason. Why the fuck would they care about impressing her? Because she's out there for a reason. But they don't know what it is. So who cares? Try harder. Oh, man. I, I, I never thought I'd live to see the where you were the one giving them a pass on Mandy Rose gimmicks. But I that, can't believe you'd be upset that Mandy's Rose was on stage. I'm not upset that she was on TV. I just don't <laughs> like the placements, put it that way. Hey, just different minds, man. I didn't mind it, you minded it. Simple as that. Did, so you think this was like their idea? You think she just went, uh, oh, back on the road? Uh, fuck no, I like staying in Florida. I'm just going to go ahead and do this NXT thing now. Ah, uh, that's a possibility. Because, <laughs> of course, she lives down there. but Or they basically told her, yeah, we don't have much for you. Well, she was in the middle of a tag team storyline with Dana Brooke against Natalia and Tamina. Exactly, my fucking And she was point. on the last pay-per-view. And she was just on Raw. Yeah. But so they were using her. It wasn't like she was one of those women not getting used. Yeah, well. Well, we'll find out later what happens, maybe. Uh, we get a nice STO by Gigi Dolan. It's pretty nice. And here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. Saray hits the bottom rope dropkick, and Gigi is clearly fucked up. A gross. <sighs> I mean, you can watch this. Oh. And it's just, you will jump out of your fucking chair. And, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, that's what I did. Um. <laughs> Uh, Gross doesn't even begin to describe this. Like, and this is sort of a standard move for Saray, and she's been very close to fucking people up with it. I think through her first few matches. Yeah. And now I, I'm sorry. There's there's nobody on the fucking planet that you can fucking convince me that Gigi was not fucking knock loopy here. Oh, absolutely. Um, and if you need any further proof. Uh-huh. Immediately following this, Saray picks her up for her suplex finish, and she's fucking dead weight. And Saray then pretty much drops her on her fucking head again, <laughs> the purpose of getting the suplex over before pinning her. Uh, so Saray goes to the winner's window, and Gigi goes into the concussion protocol. I was gonna say then she goes, then Gigi goes to the drive-through at the emergency room. Yeah. Oof. And oh. much like with uh, Mercedes Martinez, we feel the need to show in slow motion the moment that Gigi's life almost ended. <laughs> I just... Listen, I, I understand that they want to show that you, know, you can get hurt, but I don't know if this is the best way of doing it. Give me my don't try this at home thing back, please. I guess. Like, I... I beats me as to why they slow-moed it three fucking times, showing her... Her fucking clock cleaned. 
over and above like the headshot, like the violence with which her neck snapped. Oh yeah, that's the part that I think bothered me the most was like this. Like that's snap. whiplash. That's oh. potential neck injury right there. That's oh. Jesus. Somebody's got to like. Uh, I mean, so Troy's contention in our host right, and he said he had discussed it with you, which is, um, you know, well the women in Japan know how to take that move and. You know, Gigi wasn't familiar. Now, first off, I believe Gigi or Priscilla Kelly has wrestled in Japan on multiple occasions. Yeah. So I don't know that that necessarily passes the muster, but it's upon, it, it, it's incumbent upon the person performing the move to ensure that if they if the opponent doesn't know how to take it, to instruct them on how to take it. Or just skip it for that match. Right. But I, I Priscilla Kelly, I'm sure doesn't want her skipping moves it was one it was priscilla's first singles match on tv i get all of that but you, if you're going to deliver a move that potentially dangerous you have to make sure the other person knows how to take it oh god that and and this was not it so no. either either Gigi didn't know how to take it or saray delivered it wrong so in either solution saray is at fault here oh. just the brutality of it like good god the the neck the head snapping back and just the the stiffness of that fucking drop kick was just oh my god so brutal so yeah Saray gets the W and Mandy Rose just looks intrigued and walks out back we then go to Legado del Fantasma out back. Escobar says, Bronson is lucky he didn't have to face me one-on-one. Swerve is a winner, but he's unlucky because he has the only thing I wanted from Reed, and that's the North American Championship. Great line. Yeah. Wild then pops in and says, that cipher was offensive to my ears last week. Swerve couldn't even stay on beat, and I couldn't do my dance to that song. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? (laughs) Escobar then calls Loomis a loser, and he will beat him in just a few minutes. Uh, we then okay. go... What? So, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Actually, no, we'll talk about it later. It's going to come back up later. So, okay. we'll talk about it later. Go ahead. Oh, my God, your background's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Duke Hudson promo for the breakout tournament, and he's taking on Ikiman in just a few minutes. So, here's my problem already with this year's breakout tournament. Sure. Ikiman was a regular on 205 Live. Okay. Okay, continue. Duke Hudson's been on Monday Night Raw. Okay, I was going to say, he was partners with Shane Thorne, right? Yeah, Brandon Vink, he was going by at the time. Ugh. We've seen Carmelo Hayes against Adam fucking Cole. Like, when they did the original breakout tournament, that was the first time we saw any of these guys on NXT TV. Yeah, and uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Bat, Brad. What the hell is the ginger's name? I can't think of his fucking name right now. Blake Christian. Yeah. Is, I forget what name they've given him in NXT. Buxton but. or Br- something like that. Um, but uh, he worked fucking Kushida right the week after Carmelo did. Right. So it's like, I mean, in a way. I, I I kind of understand why. Trey Baxter. Trey Baxter, thank you. Wow, I was way off. Yeah. So 
I, I in a way I understand because look at the situation that happened with Boa. He was fucking terrible in the first match in the yeah. last breakout tournament. Yeah. So uh, in a way I understand it because also they 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 got to get a feel for the TV too. You know, TV time. All right, face this if camera. If only they had a center to train that performance. Yeah, but make sure that they're ready for that. You type even of know it's different from when you're running the show, the live show, to doing a training yeah, match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, in a way, I understand it, but at the same time, it's like, come on, we already saw these guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Uh, I did like uh, Dexter Hudson's promo, though. I thought he had a good delivery. He had some charisma to him. And apparently he has uh, a great ass. Sure. That's what he said. Okay. Is that the underrated ass, too? Or? No, not in my book. That's way overrated. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> Dexter Loomis versus Santos Escobar. So, so can I cover this one? Uh, sure. Okay, let me run through my notes here. Um, Dexter comes out. Uh, Santos comes out with Legato. It's a typical Loomis match. Get this, he's spoopy. Escobar hits the Phantom Driver for the win. Uh, I did like the Frankensteiner by Escobar as well. Yeah, but this was... I mean, I'm going to be honest here, and you can address, you can attest to this. I am the biggest Escobar fan. I mean, I liked the guy way before you even got on board. Yeah. This was a step back for him. Uh, he shouldn't, at this point, be doing comedy shit. Uh, he needs matches where he can showcase what he can do, where he can really get his character over. And doing comedy shit for Dexter Loomis crawling under the ring uh, is not good for uh, Santos at this point. I don't think it hurts him. I just, I, you know. Listen, do I, I think he needs to be in a uh, consistent storyline? Yes. It, are we going to get that? Absolutely. Because of what happened after the match. Sure, but the match itself did nothing to sell me on Santos Escobar if I oh, was no. watching him for the first time. No, absolutely not. And it should. Yes. These matches should be showcased for this talent. Yeah. And, and this was not. This, real, was, this, real, this lowered Santos's level, that's what I'm saying. The, this. You have guys who would be elevated by working with Dexter. Santos had to bring himself down to work at this level. Yeah, uh, basically the the point of this match was for these two gentlemen to go into their own storylines. That's it. Well, I mean, Dexter stayed in the storyline he's oh, been in for months. But. Yes, true. But Santo, if, because after the match, uh, Legato's on the well, right I mean, play. Even Santos is sort of like, it's just plug-and-play swerve for Reed, but it's pretty much the same storyline he had with Reed. Yeah, he wants the North American title. Yeah. That's all, that's all it should be. You should want any belt. It doesn't matter who the fuck is. Well, and it's his, him and his group of guys versus the other guy and his group of guys. Yeah. It's Except great, instead but, of MSK, it's fucking hit row. But now, Legato's going to find a female. Yeah, well. So who are they going to Maybe they'll bring back Catalina. Did they release her? I think they released Catalina her. Catalina Wine Mixer? Yes. <laughs> fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, as Legato is on the ramp, um, Hero okay, steps so here, up behind. Here's where, here's where, here, no, no, here's where we're going to have a conversation. Okay. Because I listened to last week's episode. Yep. And let me tell you, 
everything you said about Hit Row is wrong. Okay. Everything you said. That cipher celebration was the most current, relevant, relatable to, to, to today's young audience thing that WWE has done in a decade. This was this was not your typical victory championship celebration that they do all the time. This was something that was true to the character that related to a younger audience that felt authentic that was good because I know you had there you didn't you didn't like the, the fucking delivery was great the lyrics were great everything about this fucking thing was great um, give me more of the ciphers give me more of these celebrations give me more of this give me this every fucking week this is how I want Swerve cutting his fucking promos that was fantastic okay I hated it <laughs> Well, you're you're fucking angry old white guy. What can I tell you? Angry old white guy. I'm fucking thirty three. I'm an angry old white guy, 32. but I grew up in the, I grew up in the in the streets. So I guess maybe I appreciate the music better. I don't know. Oh, don't get me, wrong. dude. I like rap music. I love it. One of my favorite artists is a rap artist. MC Hammer. No, Tech Nine. And. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, there was nothing to not like if you're a hip hop fan in that cipher. I just, I, the, if you're going to do it, go to the beat. Swerve they, did okay. Top Dollar could not hold that fucking beat. That's what pissed Top me Top Dollar out. was great. Oh, God, no. Top Dollar was great. Yuck. From where I come from, not a lot of brothers get out, and if they do, they always take the same route. It's either ball or make music, so I'm going to do both. Like, it, that shit was fantastic. The lyrics were great. Lyrics were okay, but he couldn't hold it to the fucking beat. Have you listened flow. to today's hip-hop? Like, no, that's because the style. today's is fucking garbage. That's the style of today's rap music. Fucking yuck, dude. Okay, man. well, you want you want a fucking uh, a group of young black men in 2021 to rap like fucking Biggie did in 20... No! In 1998, dude. Like, that shit's not going to happen. Keep with the what, flow of the, of the beat. What he did was what hip-hop is now. Oh, God. Yuck. I want so much more of this. Now that I now also that I know that it's going to piss you off, I want it even more. But no, I really I want I want him cutting his promos in cipher form. I think this is it was outstanding, original, and like I said, the most relevant, real, current, relatable to today's youth thing that they've done in a decade. Okay, well, it, 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 and different and different. It was not the same fucking shit we do all the time. Oh, no, that's fine. But the rapping is what pissed me off because it was fucking garbage. I said from the second, the second they brought Swerve's posse out, before we even knew Hit Row or anything about it, mm -hmm. I, if you recall on this very show, I said Swerve was going to be North American champion. Yeah. That episode, when they debuted him, I said Swerve instantly felt like a big fucking deal. And it's been better than I thought. And he got the North American title in, what, a fucking month? Yeah. So yeah, this is going. This is going to be a big fucking thing. Oh yeah, and I'm not really looking forward to it that much. Well, you'd be wrong. Oh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not wrong. It's just the way I. <laughs> it's the way I. No, you're wrong. It was great. No, you're no, I'm not wrong about that. I don't like it. It's my personal opinion. You might think it's great. I don't. I didn't like it. I, okay. 
Didn't like it at all. Okay. I mean, um, I, we, could, we could run through the litany of things that I have said were great that you said sucked that uh, two, two, two months later you were like, you know what? Yep, I love it. Yeah, but this one I don't think is going to happen. Uh, I'll say. Not going to happen. I'll say. What is it that you don't like about this? I just don't. I don't know. I I, I can't. Honest, honestly, I'm being hundred percent. I can't put my finger on it. I just don't like it. Just don't like it. Okay. And that cipher did not help me. Personally. So. Yeah. To each their own, sir. I mean, I mean, you get what a cipher is, right? Yes. It's a freestyle. Okay, Right, it's not like uh, go and listen to any great freestyle throughout history. They don't always match the beat. Like it's not a pre-produced song. That's oh the come on, you're gonna sit here and fucking tell me that shit wasn't pre-produced? I call horseshit. Go and listen to fucking any Eminem freestyle. Oh, like I they know. don't fucking match the beat, dude. Like it, it's them rapping over a beat, but it's not a it's not a rap that was designed with a beat in mind. I didn't like it. The only thing I the only thing I didn't like about that was the fake ass DJ gimmick by Ashanti the Adonis. Oh Jesus! Just and if they don't fucking work that into a fucking promo with Joaquin Wild, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did like the what the fuck was that cipher? I can't even do my signature dance to that. Uh, it's fucking so random. So we have. Finally pinned Wild as the goofball of the group. Yeah, I like guess that, so. That's a given. I guess so. Uh, but uh, but within three months, we'll be having a discussion of how awesome Hit Row is. No, not in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wade Barrett is interviewing Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, what the fuck was this? Go ahead. He asks his opinion on losing last week. O'Reilly is now wondering... If he needs the Undisputed Era back. What? No, that's not what he said. What he said was he said he sold his soul to the Undisputed Era, and now he's wondering if that was such a bad thing um, because he was more successful. So they've already done this turn, and now we're already needing another attitude shift? Didn't like this at all. No. Uh, he doesn't want to be the one uh, to this say... Felt, you know what this felt like? What? This felt like they realized they pushed him too fast, had to have him lose the matches to keep up with other storylines, and now went, oh, well, fuck, how do we build him back up now? Yep. But the thing is, though, like, they really didn't push him too fast. No, they I did. Been... They broke him up from Adam Cole. He went right to feuds with Finn Balor. And those matches were fucking fantastic. For the NXT title, though, he lost the t- he lost True. two consecutive okay. title matches right off his right off his turn. <clears throat> True. True. Uh, he says he doesn't want to be the one that to say that he could beat Adam Cole. He wants to be the one that says he will finish Adam Cole. Bit so bit. he's going to jerk him off, apparently. I guess so. <laughs> um. We then, go, uh, I don't understand it. This this was almost as cringy as the Pete Dunne one a few weeks ago. No, this was almost as cringy as that Adam Cole one where he did he talked to like the little uh, Latino interviewer oh. by the pool. Yep, that it was that level of cringe. Ugh. Smarten up. 
Um, if if your if your concern is Kyle getting over once you go back to the full crowd, this is going to do nothing to help you. No, God no. I mean, they kind of have just about a full crowd now already. And it's depressing how much quieter they are than they used to be. Oh my God, dude! So depressing. You guys, you guys, you Troy, everyone else used to bitch about the fucking NXT crowd and the chants and all that shit. And I used to tell you, you fucking, you're gonna miss it when it's gone. It's very obvious it's gone and it's taken away a lot of the ambiance of the of the NXT show. Yeah, it doesn't feel as big, so to speak. No. And maybe, maybe if they if they do go back to full sale, I don't know if they're planning on it or not, but mm-hmm. maybe if they do, it will help. Maybe it's just a bigger building or the. the crowd sounds louder there i don't know but i mean that is a tv studio it's probably designed to hold sound better than yeah um the cwc is but yeah. i don't know i don't know cabadre uh we then go to la Knight, and he tells grimes from now on you need to call me mr knight or sir what i need you to do is mow this lawn and they show a decent sized lawn Grimes says, I'll jump on this bush hog and I'll have this done no problem. Looking at a big-ass Kubota. Knight says, I don't know what a bush hog is, but I'm not giving you the keys to that. He grabs a hand-push non-electric grass cutter. Grimes says, no problem. My grandma used to chase me around the yard with one of these. Knight then kind of looks disgusted and goes, I want this done by the time I get back. Uh, we then go to, during the break, Dexter is laid out, and Indy comes out and hoists him up, takes about two steps, and falls. Hey, she got him up, though. Oh, yeah, she did. Um, they go face-to-face, and Indy goes in for the kiss, but just before they lip-lock, Candace dives in and shoves I mean, Indy off and backs her up the ramp. I mean, now that Tegan's gone, Candy's only storyline is to keep cock-blocking Indy, so... <laughs> Ah, unreal. We then go to the first match of the breakout tournament: Duke Hudson versus Ikiman Jiro. Hudson has Jiro on the shoulder, and he so he's got him up on a shoulder like a power slam, and then he up kicks, yeah, right in the top of Jiro's head, and then <clears throat> excuse me. Then hits a hot shots him and then hits a Polish hammer. Nice little spot. I didn't see that front kick coming. That was fucking yeah, no, great. I haven't, I haven't seen that before. Nice little done. Uh, Giro then puts on a Tarantula. Nice uh, tribute then, to Tajiri. Yeah, because he apparently trained him. Yeah. Uh, beautiful belly to belly by Duke. Second rope blockbuster by Giro and Hudson rolls out and Giro hits a top rope springboard moonsault. Which he immediately grabs his ankle after he lands. Yep. Hudson hits a boss man slam for the win and advances in the tournament. Wade Barrett popped huge for the boss man slam. Well, then pointed out that it's it's called winds of change. Um, so uh, Hudson felt very much like a Wade Barrett. Like it felt like that was the inspiration for the character he's doing now. Yes. Um, so I like the fact that Barrett was sort of putting it over and then, you know, sort of endorsing him using the winds of change. And um, I, I, I came out of this liking Hudson. Now, 
Icky Man for me, the whole jacket thing is just too jacket is just too fucking gimmicky. So dumb. Um, I just I don't like let your talent do it, dude. Like I understand you need something to stand out, but you're very quickly going to be just a comedy fucking act, and nobody's going to take it seriously. Well, right off the bat, he had him in the headlock, and he tried to push him off, but he grabbed his the inside of his jacket yeah. and held on to it for the headlock. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's a gimmick you don't need. Um, but as far as a worker, he worked his ass off, and, and you know that's sort of the problem, which is to say that when a guy has talent, you don't need this crazy fucking gimmick shit. You can just uh, you can just let his natural talent stand out, especially guys out of Japan who know how to work their asses off. So um, it was a little bit disappointing, but at least in his part of it, but. Um, but Hudson, yeah, I mean, he looks like a young Barrett. He carries himself like a star. He looks the part. Um, there was actually even one spot in the match that you didn't mention where Hudson has him up for a crucifix bomb, and he has him up. He's going to hit that crucifix bomb, and Jiro, Jiro reverses it into a Rana and sends him face first into the corner. That was probably my favorite spot of the match. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I'm... Uh, Definitely early return so far. Uh, have Hudson as my favorite in this tournament that I've seen. Obviously, yeah. we're going to see Carmelo and Briggs and all those guys, and that's yeah. going to probably change my opinion. But <laughs> out of this match, I, I, I'm, I'm a Duke Hudson fan now. I like this new packaging they've done for for Brandon Vink. Yeah, I feel like, uh, like you said, though, it's 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 got a definite uh, Wade Barrett feel to it. And I was a big Wade Barrett fan. I have three of his T-shirts. Yeah. So I'm da- I'm down for it. I don't. I, I hate to say it, but I don't see him going far into the tournament, though. Don't no, but well, I think we're both sitting here like fucking put, you know, Briggs and Carmelo in the finals. But uh, <laughs> fucking imagine that. Imagine they actually did that. Though I'd be like, wow, big plans I mean, for these guys. And this is another one of those spots where, like, why is why is August Gray not in this? <sighs> Like, yeah, I understand he was on 205 Live, but so was Ikiman. Yeah. You know? There's no reason to not... I, you could keep him around put him in this. Like, I'm going to be bitter. I still don't understand it. I said it on Twitter. I'll say it again. If if Anthony Green, August Gray, however you want to refer to him, isn't what the WWE is looking for, then the WWE is looking for the wrong things. And if you don't believe me, go look at his fucking timeline and look at all of the people who worked with him down there. And the outpouring of support from Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, all those big names down there who worked with him day in and day out in the performance center and saw what he did and how given he is and how much time he spent, how creative he is. And if that's not a guy you can find a spot for, then something's wrong in your in your the way you're performing your your product. Sorry, this is my first time on since then, so I haven't <laughs> had a chance to address it. But no, it's all good. Uh, we then go to dinner time, and her guests are Oni Lorcan and Pete Dunne. She asks Dunne about the title match tonight. Says it doesn't matter who wins it. I'm the baddest man in NXT and the best technician. This is pretty much the same fucking promo Pete Dunne's been cutting for months. Yep. Um, Nothing different. Nope. And then you hear a, hey, from the distance. Timothy Thatcher asks, which is it, the baddest man or the best technician? Dunne says, Who's asking? And out of absolutely fucking nowhere, Ciampa blindsides Dunn. They brawl for a bit, and they're quickly separated. See, I sort of wish Ciampa hadn't shown up because I was hoping that we were going to get one-on-one with Pete Dunn and Timothy Thatcher, and then 
we'd get a cameo from Matt Riddle trying to break up his two former best friends. <laughs> Only in a perfect world, sir. Right? Next up, we have Casey and Caden are taking on Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea, the Robert Fuckstone brand. Okay, so here you go. Uh, Caden Carter, underrated ass. Yes. Well, I I really wouldn't say underrated. We just don't see her enough to be like, oh, there it is. No, it's it's all there. And this gear was particularly flattering. (laughs) Yes, very flattering this week. Uh, Northern Lights by Aaliyah gets a two. Casey just takes all the heat for a few minutes. <laughs> I feel like Aaliyah is like the new Alicia Fox. Like she does a great Northern Lights. What else? She does a great Northern Lights. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, we'll see how she does on Raw or SmackDown, wherever they put her. Raw. Because there's uh, a trade for Mandy Rose. You see, that's a great trade. I Who like. Got it. the better end of that trade? NXT. Yeah, because they got the better end. Goddamn Trips knows it, too. Because they got the better end. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Carter gets the hot tag, hitting some lines, but a hair takedown by Aaliyah stops that from continuing. Carter hits a super kick, then Casey Casey Carter hit the neckbreaker 450 combo for the win. Nothing much out of this. This is what we're going to talk about next. Is basically the point of this whole entire match. I will say that the uh, the neckbreaker 450 combo was the best that that move has looked. Um, we've seen them hit it and have it look very sloppy at times. This yeah. time the timing was very precise. The move looked really good this time. So they're continuing to get better on that. Yeah. Well, you could really fucking hurt somebody with that. So. Right, and we had mentioned that last time, and it looks like they've they've tightened it up, which is good. Yeah. So. Fuckface gets in the ring, he helps Aaliyah to her feet, and she shoves him away. Which, why? Why the fuck is she pissed at him? He gave her the shoe, her dumb ass got caught, and, like, rolled up. He did his part, he didn't cost her the match in any way. The fuck is she mad at him for? I don't know, but apparently uh, she's done more for him than she's done for him, for her. Talk uh, handies. And she slaps him really fast fucking hard in the mouth that was fucking stiff yeah it was i wonder if he called her a cnx tuesday and like god hit me cut and then she was like bam motherfucker uh she starts to beat him down in the fucking corner uh and then he crawls out then she proceeds to kick the shit out of him Aliyah leaves and uh waves good basically waving goodbye like this was fun but what about that pop yeah, she did get a pretty good pop. Yeah, the crowd went fucking nuts for her. Well, it's fucking fuckface getting his ass kicked. Who's I mean, because, you know, because women kicking the shit out of men is funny in WWE. But yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't be funny the other way around, but, you know, as long as it's the woman assaulting the man, it's 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 for you. It's for the lulz. Whoa. <laughs> um, Aaliyah leaves and out comes Frankie Monet. She walks up to Kamea. With, with, with. by the way, every week we give an honorable mention to Rhea's top. Let's give an honorable mention to Frankie's top this week. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> I don't know how that shirt did not bust. I don't know. But you did. <laughs> Jot that down. Um, 
she walks up to Jessica Mea, and they walk away from Robert E. Stone as he says, just go. Just go. Okay. Which I, I, I took as them leaving him, but then yes. later on, it was different. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, Joe walks, Samoa Joe walks into the Waze locker room, and they chant, Joe, 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 Joe. Joe says the same thing he said to Cross earlier, and Johnny says, fall, says he follows the law. That's it? That's all I gotta do? Law-abiding citizens in here. Yes. Theory says Joe would look really good in the Waze new t-shirt. Those new t-shirts are sick, though. I didn't get a decent look at it, but I definitely want to look it up and see it. It's like them all standing together on a corner with like a light coming down and like their superhero gimmicks. Oh. Joe just smirks and walks away. But <laughs> it as it comes in bigger sizes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's then cut off by Pete Dunne. Okay. Just... So so this is where I pit. Joe has a stare down with Pete Dunne because why would there be any member of the NXT roster that we haven't teased a match with Joe with? What do you mean, dude? Pete Dunne and Joe had stare downs almost every week. Pete Dunne and Joe, Cross and Joe, Cole and Joe. Well, he's got three people. Pretty much everyone on the roster has a stare down with Samoa Joe these days. Hey, who did you want Samoa Joe to work when we did the uh, fantasy draft for when, when we did the draft episode? Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't remember. Was it Matt Riddle? You mean the episode where we were like fantasy booking WrestleMania? Yes. Uh, well, we, we did. Um, I don't remember. I want to say it was Matt Riddle. It may have been. I don't so, remember. Uh, depending on how far Joe, you know, how long he does this, we we might get that match. Maybe. Uh, we go back to L.A. Knight and Grimes. As I fucking yawn. Knight walks into his pool house and asks, what the hell Grimes is doing? And they show oh, Grimes... You, you gotta set this table here and explain what Grimes is wearing. Oh, yes. Grimes is just in his underwear with the white gloves and cowboy boots on. <laughs> Calvin Klein, like, European underwear. Oh, my God. Uh, he says, it's about time you got back. Knight says, why is there a kid out there? As they show a kid raking the lawn. A Mexican, a young Mexican child, yeah. cutting the grass. He was raking. He wasn't cutting. The implication being he had already cut the grass. Grimes says, LWO return confirmed. <laughs> Grimes says, I'd be your butler, but I'm also a millionaire. <laughs> and I know how to delegate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> The kid walks up and says, I'm all done, Mr. Grimes. Grimes says, what did we agree on? 400, 500, pulls money out. Knight slaps it out of his hand and says, I have a strict no kids policy. Get out of here, kid. So the kid says, fuck you, and sweet shin music says not right in the yeah. shin. Fucking so stiff. That kid needs to fucking lighten up a little bit. Uh, as Knight sells it, Grimes starts raking up the items and elbows Knight into the pool. You did that on purpose! May I get you a towel, sir? <laughs> Cutscene. 
I pa- I actually laughed pretty hard when the kid sh- kicked uh, Knight in the shins. Yeah. It made I, me I, laugh. I, I popped when he was raking up the money. Yeah, he raked up the what, money in his cell phone or something like that. He's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so that is obviously the end of that scenario for the night. What did you think of the first week as Cameron Grimes as... L.A. Knight's butler. It was fine. I expected it to be a whole lot of uh, L.A. Knight sort of degrading Grimes, but I liked sort of the spin on it, which is Grimes is such a fucking redneck that this shit is like, doesn't bother him at all. It's second nature to him. Yeah, so I loved that shit. It was good. Okay. Yeah, um, I enjoyed the vignettes. Not as funny as I expected. I got a couple chuckles out of some things, but... I thought L.A. Knight played the straight guy here really well, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I will give Knight uh, some credit here. <laughs> I love the visual of him just lounging around his backyard with the million-dollar belt around. Yeah. <laughs> just laying on top of him. It's like, yeah, that's what's up. We go back to the CWC, and Adam Cole is coming to the ring. I told the world that I was the better. I was better than Kyle... And at Great American Bash, I proved it. I'm the best performer in the world. Kyle said earlier, losing is just part of what we do. Well, if your name is Kyle O'Reilly, it is. Oh. Yeah. I'm done talking about Kyle. I want to talk about you, Samoa Joe. The big bad Samoa Joe that is a glorified security guard. The Samoa Joe that attacked me from behind and put the clutch on me. You do not scare me. I know you won't come and face me right now. There's no man in the back. There's no one in the back man enough to come to this ring and face me. And then we don't get Samoa Joe. We get Wish.com Samoa Joe. Oh, my God. (laughs) Bronson Reed comes out to the ring. You are a master of mind games, and you are a man that can manipulate a man that has nothing or has something to lose. I have nothing to lose. All eyes are on me. People wonder what my next move is. And you're supposedly the NXT's golden boy. I consider you my golden opportunity. So, baby. Cole attempts a super kick, but Bronson catches it, and Cole runs off the ropes and just gets fatted by Reed. <laughs> I wrote he fats right through him. <laughs> Uh, sending him to the outside, and then Samoa Joe's music hits. He walks down the ramp, he stares down Cole, then walks by and gets in the ring as we get ready for Johnny Gargano. Oh, but but there, when he gets in the ring, Joe and Bronson Reed circle each other while staring each other down, because see my Pete Dunn comment earlier, everyone has to have a stare down with Samoa Joe. It wasn't like a f- close face-to-face Ooh, stare down. No, but they were circling each other like they were about to get into some shit. Well... That I wouldn't be too interested in, to be honest. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, Fuckface, Monet, and Kameda... Kameda. Kamea are walking, and a bodiless bodiless voice asks about Aaliyah. Monet says, You don't have to worry about her anymore. Mandy Rose then walks up and says, It looks like the brand is under new management. And then walks away. There was a whole lot of ass in that segment. Oh my god, dude. Not busting ass in that fucking scene. 
So what um, the hell is the purpose of Mandy Rose here? I have no idea. Is she going to be the new leader of the the brand? Is that like her thing now, or is that Frankie's thing? Because I could, or is Frankie working with her? I couldn't quite tell. Um, but apparently, the Robert Stone brand is now just the brand, and Robert Stone is a part of it. He's just not the leader anymore. So is he going to start wrestling again? Uh, it wouldn't make sense considering the asinine boxing gloves or boxing uh-huh. shorts and. Shit like maybe, that maybe, that maybe he'll just run seminars. <sighs> <laughs> Next week, we have Kushida and Bobby Fish versus Strong Rust. See, oh, you strong can have Rust Roderick Strong in any group, and you can come out with a fancy name. What about Rusty Diamond? That sounds like something that I don't want to be a part of. If you're teaming with Bobby, it would be Rusty Fish, so that's worse. <laughs> a Rusty Diamond sounds like some kind of cun- cunnilingus. Or something that uh, Ricochet asks to have done to him. <laughs> Next week, okay, yeah, okay. And then uh, also we have Zia Lee versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. Good luck to you, Raquel. Yeah, hopefully you don't get fucked up. So, so they're playing out that match, and I was like, all right, so right here I'll kick it. Fuck no. No, no you won't. <laughs> no. no. How about right there you go for that, and I just fucking knock you out? How's that? It sounds good to me. Oh, my God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your main event. I said, are you ready? Ding, 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 motherfucker! Johnny Gargano going for the NXT Championship against Karrion Cross With Scarlet in the tight leather that I don't mind whatsoever. There's a lot of ass on this episode. Oh, lots of ass, and I... Uh, I mean, is, is that a complaint? I, I mean, not really. Okay. I mean, you you did say Duke Hudson had a nice ass, so there's that. I did not say that. I Rewind the tape. I'm pretty sure that's what you said. No, I don't... When you were recapping his promo, uh, you said Andy's got a pretty nice ass. That's what he stated. That's not how you framed it, sir. Oh, I <laughs> I did not frame asses, especially men's. Uh, with your special guest referee, Samoa Joe. Uh, Joe holds the belt up and Johnny forearms cross, and here we go. Well, Jude- as, as they're warming up, the crowd's chanting like crazy for Johnny. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact, like, Johnny's looking around and pointing. He's like, they know, they know, which mm-hmm. I loved, so... Judo throw gets crossed the upper hand. Uh, kick to cross to his face on the apron and a front flip plancha. But cross quickly recovers and boots Johnny's head off on the outside. Cross charges, but Johnny moves and cross hits the stairs, shoulder first. Cross hoists up Johnny and delivers a choke bomb onto the corner of the commentator's table. And that was fucking disgusting. <sighs> 
See, I thought the suplex earlier on where he dropped him right on his shoulder was worse, but... No. Dude, that mm. corner spot on that fucking commentator's table... It's I, so commonplace now. If they do shit like that, it's like the apron power bomb. It's like they all do I that shit. I don't know, shit. man. Johnny kind of looked like, a, like, oh, fuck, that hurt uh, a lot. If your feet land first, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, Johnny starts to make a comeback and hits a slingshot spear for a two. Johnny hits a tope to the outside. One final beat is caught by Cross, hitting a Northern Lights, then falling through, hoisting him up. For a fisherman's buster for a two. Second row back suplex reversed by Johnny. Gets a crossbody and two. Yeah, so did it look like Cross's leg gave out a little bit there? Because that landing looked awkward. Like, as, as he was coming off the ropes. Oh, I think he, he might have slipped a little bit. Yeah, Might have been. Then, Something was off there. It yeah. didn't look smooth. Because it, it almost like he hit the ring and then took the back bump. Yeah. It was, it was weird. weird. Uh, two super kicks, goes for another, but decimated with a clothesline. But Cross picks him up, and Johnny hits a tornado DDT. Chokeslam by Cross, runs off the ropes, and gets a super kick for his troubles. Tilt a whirl into the Cross jacket, but it's reversed, and Johnny gets the Gargano escape. But Cross stands up with Johnny so, airplane. So he gets the Gargano escape, and Cross immediately escapes. Perhaps it's time for a new name. Well, I wouldn't say he escaped. He literally picked him up and he got out of He just picked him it. up, yeah. He just picked him up. That's not an escape. He got out of the <laughs> hole, Ginger. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, from the ground, he didn't. He had to stand up to get out of it, so, I don't know. But he stood up out of the move. <laughs> I just bust your balls, man. <laughs> um, stands up and... Airplane spin and cross jacket, uh, but Johnny gets to the ropes. Joe counts the four and rips Cross off of Johnny. Outside the ring, Cross just... Oh, you missed it! What I missed? So when, when Joe pulls Cross off of him, Cross goes to the ropes, Joe goes and gets up in his face, and Cross turns around and Cross stares at him and yells, unless provoked, right? Right? Unless provoked, right? Like he was getting ready to fucking wail in a wail on him, and he's reminding himself. It's really well done by Cross there. Uh, outside, Johnny is getting slammed repeatedly into the boards, um, and then Cross grabs the stairs, but Joe, just in time, pulls the stairs down. Cross gets in his face, and Joe says, "All you got to do is jump." Yep. Johnny hits the one final beat on the floor. Then, inside the ring, and what a fantastic falsy. I bet. I really did. I, can I just say, Cross took that one final beat horribly. It didn't look smooth at all. No. It, it's almost like he caught him and then dropped instead of one fluid motion. Yeah. Uh, Johnny goes for a super kick, but it's dodged in the forearm to the back ahead. Triple powerbomb, hoisted up again, transitioned to a doomsday Saito. Cross then hits the running forearm, and still the NXT champion, carrying Cross with that awful fucking finisher still. <sighs> Before we get into what happens after, thoughts on the match? It was good. Better than I thought it would be. Um... I do not like Cross's gladiator gear. I think I've said this before, but yeah. I think he should just go back to regular trunks. There's a better look for him. I think he looks silly. He looks like the fucking 
third Viking Raider, but like the one that they don't want to talk about. Um, so that needs to, yeah, that was, he was better off before. Um, but the like there were some definite like spots, but I thought Johnny May Cross looked like I won't say a million bucks, but looked pretty good. Yeah, he made him look uh, like a superstar. Yeah, no, and and Joe helped elevate Cross too. So if yeah. that was if the the goal of this match was to make Cross come out looking like a huge fucking star, mission accomplished. So aftermath, Joe raises Cross's hand, but throws it down, and Cross gets in his face. They banter back and forth for a minute, and Scarlet steps in between. And this Joe is when just, Cross again is yelling and less provoked, right? Yeah. And He's setting the table for this the whole night. Joe, like, points to Scarlet like, oh, you need her. Joe turns his back, and Cross immediately jumps on him and applies the Cross jacket, and Joe passes out, and, and Karrion Cross stands tall as we go off the air. And says, now you've been provoked. Yeah. Which is awesome. This is going to be interesting to see what this leads to. It's going to lead to Adam Cole and Pete Dunne and Bronson Reed. Like Maybe maybe War Games, everybody versus Joe. <laughs> Joe's a one-man team. I just wish, like, if this was the direction, focus on just this. I don't like the everybody else beefing with Joe at the same time too much. Well, if you think about it, those are, those are the top heels in the company at the moment. So I kind of understand why they're doing right, it. Right, but... Right, but are we that bereft of fucking faces that they all have to feud with the one non-wrestler? Well, yeah, because he's the authority figure. They're so anti-authority. Right, but they don't all have to have a program running with Joe at the same fucking time. Oh, I I get that. I understand (laughs) that. Like, what they should have done, instead of having Pete Dunne come up to him every week, they should have done it the first week, and that should have been it. Keep it off the table. Until you're ready to do it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, Cross is going to get his motherfucking ass kicked by Samoa Joe. Seems that way. So, uh, okay. It's that time of the show where I think I've forgotten to do this the past couple weeks. If I had 15 minutes to go back and watch either a promo or a match, what am I going back to watch, Jason? For me, and this is surprising, uh, I enjoyed Dakota Kai and Ember Moon probably most this week. Okay. Um, if you want some good chuckles, I'm going to go the Cameron Grimes vignettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's, like you said, it's a twist on it, and I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, as for the match, um... God, since you picked that, I'd, I'd probably go main event. Because they had a. They, I bit on the um, one final beat finish, or fall seat. Yeah. So. Uh, but as for us, ladies and gentlemen, please don't forget to go to rundownwrestling.com, check out the archives, and I believe we still have the poll going for the hottest AEW female. And we got the uh, the survey up for Money in the Bank. Make your yeah, picks. Yeah, make your picks, guys. See if you can beat us. Take advantage of Jason not being here for a while and not watching Ross if he doesn't know the storylines. <laughs> and uh, like I said earlier, this uh, Saturday, Fight TV, Atlantic Pro Wrestling, uh, Summer Dreams. Check it out. 
Uh, love the is, support. Is, is it this Saturday or next Saturday? Uh, no, it's next Saturday. Sorry, okay. correction. Yes, you're All right. right. Okay. Don't want to confuse people. So, yeah. Yes. Fight TV. Look up Atlantic Pro Wrestling, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long time, Jason, but send us home, buddy. Well, I guess that means we will NXT next week. Bye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesalzereffect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>